Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in Strice at Nice in the Biscuit. Happy New Year. I've not talked to you this year. We've had a bit of break, uh, me and Paul. We've had a clear. You get a lot of shit at Christmas. We try and get rid of it. So we, we've come back into the shed and all that, and we've adjusted the seats. I don't know who's been in here, but they've been a lot taller than me. And I've got a lovely guest for you today, Stuart Goldsmith, who's very big on the podcast circuit. He, he does this podcast called The Comedian's Comedian. And if, if you know about it, you think, Piggy Neck, she got him. Yes, I pick him up. Now, we recorded, we were talking about some very interesting things, and we did record 70 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But any fool will recognise when you listen to it or you see it, you think, well, there's only 35 bit. What happened to the other 35? Well, there's a story there. We lost it. So we had to, we had to start again. We'll explain what happened. But in this one, we'll forever remember that, that podcast. So this isn't series two, numero uno. This is series two, numero duo. Because we did do one with Piggy and lost it. Now, back up, you see. Paul, Paul's very quiet now. Can you tell Paul's quiet? Sorry, Barbara. It, it's not your fault, love. It's the picking internet. So, in this one, I'll be talking with Stuart, who's a lovely lad, about this kind of range of subjects... We're jumping around really together, me and Stu and Paul's here with us, talking about the five corners of the internet, going viral, and my next-door neighbour, Vera's tip for clearing a snowy path if you've run out of salt, which could happen at Brexit. Well, not the snow, but running out of salt. All right, then, so get your ears plugged in, kids. Here we go. Yeah, now listen, it's Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in Strides at Nice as in the Biscuit. Now, we haven't done a podcast really since Christmas, me and Paul. So, you know, no one's been in the shed and sorting out chairs and stuff. And I've got a lovely guest in Stuart Goldsmith. Hi, Stuart. Hello there. Right now. Hello but, again. Hello again. <laughs> now, there's, there's, he's a clever lad, this lad. That the clues there with the again. We have been talking for the last thirty-five minutes, recording it all. It was smashing. We was laughing our heads off. We came to some good conclusions about the world. And honestly, a couple of theories that have never been really made up before. We was onto something. You know, when you're really chasing something, and then Paul visibly paled. <laughs> and I looked at him. And I thought, "What's up with Paul? He's gone very pale." It, what it, it stopped recording, didn't it, Paul? Well, it, I'm I'm not over it. It's like it, a it's it a horrible rebooted. moment. The thing yeah. just shut, windows just shut down. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was an awful moment, and we were saying, "Come on, Paul, it'll be all right." And he said, "It's not all right, Barbara. Said, We've I lost it. it. What did you say, I said Stuart? It'll be all right, Paul. We'll just use the backup." Yeah, and, and then, then he Paul then he double paled. <laughs> he proper paled. So we we did honestly because you know me, I like to tell the truth. We've lost 35 minutes we, of golden podcast. Just, look, without retreading it, let's just run down what we talked about. We talked yeah, about go on, authenticity. Stuart. We yeah. talked about how and why things go viral. Gary Poundland got yeah. a very favourable mention. There's yeah, well, yeah, mention that again. Yeah, uh, we uh, we talked about we talked about the internet. We were talking about how kids are. Um, we talk about the importance of the the sense. The sense. This kind of sense when you realise when you realise someone's. You know, if a corporation tries to do a sort of version of something viral, we don't buy it, do we? Mm. And actually, we've got to try and teach our kids to cultivate this sense of not just looking at your phones and being kind of fed information, but actually being mm. able to not just interpret it, 
the world around you, but also to have that sort of hairs on the back of your neck feeling. Yeah, we got there, didn't we? We talked about samosas. We talked about samosas, didn't we? The people's pasty. All this gold, it's gone. in rain. It's all gone. The people's pasty talk. Linking up samosas with artificial intelligence. We did it, but anyway, it's lost. It's gone in the ether. It was a big creative kind of an evacuation. We've got all of that stuff out now. Do you think I'm going to ask you a heart of Strip, I'm going to ask you a question now because he was talking about artificial intelligence and all that. And honestly, we have been getting to the bottom of quite a few things. Do you think that somebody said, this is too clever, too deep, we're not <laughs> having this, and they got rid of it? Yeah. Is somebody listening to us? Well, is someone listening in? I mean, they always are. Every they? Have you done that thing you where you, um, you, a friend of mine tried to test whether or not his phone was secretly listening to him and selling the information to advertisers. Oh, the, yeah, he this, just yeah. started talking about vacuum cleaners. Mm. Every so often he'd go, do you know, I really want a vacuum cleaner. Just not to his phone, just in life, just on his own. He'd just say out loud, I really want a vacuum cleaner <laughs> to see if suddenly all his Facebook ads would be yeah. vacuum cleaners. The results of the experiment are inconclusive. It hasn't, he, he can't, I don't think he's gone, bang, there's the proof, there's the evidence. Yeah. All right. I think what it is, I heard a psychologist talking about this mm. and they said it's probably just synchronicity. Yeah. You, you know, your, your Facebook ads and everything your experience online is definitely tailored to the sorts of things you like of course but to be honest you probably just notice an advert for book of mormon if you happen that day to have been talking about book of mormon you yeah. see and go oh, google's listening to me or if they and knock actually, on your door chance it, if what if the mormons knock yeah, exactly yeah, yeah exactly, exactly i'm worried about this fellow with did he ever get a vacuum cleaner <laughs> no but, i don't he's still well working. his house must be a piggy mess right so what we're saying is we're going to try and we're not going to we're not going to retread that snow that snow's been trod but i have got Stuart goldsmith and he's a lovely lad he's got his hair we talked about his hair and i don't <laughs> mind bringing it back up You've got lovely hair. Thank you very much. Now you've you, it's, it's big. It's, do you know why I've got? Do you know why I've got this haircut? This is only this is only about five years I've had big hair. It's been if you watch my right, Edinburgh posters on. from the last five years, right. it's been gradually increasing in height. <laughs> I tell you why it is. It's because I've got quite a generic face. I oh. look like a bit like everyone. There's an old line I used to have about I look like your brother's friend. You know, I I just look like a bloke, and obviously <laughs> in showbiz. That's not great, right? That's useful for some things. Yeah. I could present the one show. Do you know what I mean? I look like, oh, this this inoffensive guy, you know. But in comedy, you want to be a bit memorable and a bit different. And I think uh, once I was at a comedy gig in the interval, and you know you always feel a bit funny in, a, in, a, in the interval if you have to get a drink from the bar and you're stood next to people who've just seen you yeah. and you don't know what they thought of it. And it, some people like bars. I quite like it because oh, I fine, might fine. try and sell a badge about yeah, a nice yeah, badge. Yeah, well, if I'm in hustler mode, yeah. yeah. Sure. But I, I was I sort of noticed this guy kind of look at me and I thought, oh, does he recognise me the thing? And then he asked me if I was enjoying the show. <laughs> and like, that's when you knew. And I went, yeah. I've got to do something yeah. because I just look like everyone, don't I? <laughs> so I started, I quite like having spiky hair. I had slightly spiky hair as a kid. But now it's, I mean, it's it's, it's not full crazy at the moment. It's but lovely, it's a, it's and I like the colour. The yeah. colour's lovely. Well, thank you. I'm greying, and the grey is working its way quite nicely into mm. one of those little... It's black, of, been tinted spikes. by the best tinter in the world. God. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hang on, am I here under false pretenses? Is this when it suddenly gets evangelical? Right, yeah, that's right. We're just pretending. <laughs> We've got you in our shed now, and we're going to baptise you. Yeah. Put you this in this the bucket. Shed, the shed of a carpenter. That's right. <laughs> so, I've been doing my podcast 
how long have we been doing it for now? Since November, wasn't it? Right. Late We're October. doing all right, but ah. you've been doing yours a very, very long time, haven't you? How many, how many? You're a bunch of noobs. I've been going seven years. <laughs> oh, lovely. Seven years, 280 episodes and over 10 million downloads. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah. Yeah, check out my sweet downloads. It's, I'll tell you what's nice about it, because it's very easy to get obsessed with the numbers and, yeah. and think they're meaningful, and the numbers aren't meaningful. No. What's meaningful, really, is, from my point of view, it, there is a, I have a community of listeners. I have a fandom. And uh, so I've got a Facebook group, which has got about 6,500 people in it. Mm. And, I mean, it's maybe only, you know, it's Facebook, so there's that many people, but how how much things get noticed, you never know. How many people actually engage. I reckon in that group there are 600 people who are on it every day, contributing all the time, and that is, that's a fandom. And it means if I have an idea for a project or a bit of merch or something, I can go, what do you think of this? I can set up a little poll and I can say, do you prefer this T-shirt or this one? And if you prefer this one, do you want the logo there or there? And they'll tell me, and then they'll all buy a T-shirt because they were part of the process. All right. right. Yeah, you've got to be in it. Yeah, because if people feel they're involved with something, they're more interested. And and, and I think they are, really uncynically, it has been a huge boost to my uh, career, life and happiness to know that it's made me have more ideas because I know that if I have an idea, I can just immediately put it into a pool of people who mm. like the stuff I do, mm. are interested in my comedy and my, you know, my podcast is just what interests me. Yeah. I'm obsessed about comedy and comedians and I love interviewing comics in depth about their creativity and how they cope and their mental health and all the rest of it. Though I do a podcast about that because I think about it constantly. So the listeners are all into the same stuff that I'm into. So I've got this wider community. That's all right. I I, I liked everything you were saying, Stuart, until you said they're interested in the same stuff I'm interested in. Do you think what we're doing is just creating little gangs that all agree with each other? Because I don't think that's very good. Are you with me, love? Yes. The only rule in in the Facebook group is you're not allowed to slag off comedians. You can have any political affiliation. Oh, all right. And there are people in there who are sort of, you know, for and against certain, you know, political ideas, certain ideas in comedy. Mm. You just, you have to be polite. And if you're not well, polite, I, like I that. prune you out ruthlessly. That, and as a result, good. it's one of the nicest corners of the internet because it's like a community of fans who all have positive things to say and who say to people, have you seen this thing? Have you heard so-and-so's Netflix special? What did you think of this? Have you seen this? What does this mean for comedy? And it's right. comedy fans actually creating this. Like, I sort of lit the touch paper, but they're doing all the fireworks themselves. Can I take you back a bit? Can the internet have a corner? I think it's got a lot of corners. Oh, I think that's I see interesting, it as love. a pyramid. It's got, it's really? Got How many corners, corners a in a pyramid? Five. Well, I think it's 3D, got, isn't it? A pyramid. So. Yeah, it's got five. It's got five Smashing. corners. The, the five-cornered internet. That's what I'm talking about. I think this is why we got silence last time. They thought they get they're getting very close to the meaning of life. These two, and Paul's helping. I'm really enjoying how frequently Paul is checking yeah. the screen. I know what a shame he did. Honestly, I'm visibly paled. Now. He's got put, got put three sugars in his Doctor Who cup. <laughs> <laughs> So the, no, that, the, the three, was, five cornered internet. At home, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's all right. If love. I was listening to this at home, I wouldn't know whether he's put three sugars in his Doctor Who cup 
I wouldn't know whether that was a brilliant piece of improvisation or he's genuinely got a Doctor Who. Well, let them just choose. I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) Well, I know what it is. It's true. Of course he's got a Doctor Who cup. He loves Doctor Who. Anybody listening to this. Nothing to do with Doctor Who. And we've got... Well, why does it say doctor? It's just a doctor's cup. But do you like? Do you like? Of course, he does. I do. I don't mean. I don't say he's got Doctor Who written all over him, love. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that because I've worked with Paul in this shed, and this is Paul's shed, obviously. Can you do a listener competition where people draw a picture of what they think Paul looks like? Because I bet (laughs) all of them are correct. Wow. I don't like competitions. Oh, do you oh. not? Do I, Eck? You're doing I, a raffle. I don't I, know. Well, that, oh, it's a very... Oh, listen, it's a democratic raffle. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Okay. And, the, and everybody gets one. Okay. Everybody okay. gets one. It's not a competition. It's luck. And actually, it can change lives. Okay. Okay. And I often say to people, Stuart, this raffle will change your life. I mean, I did it. I did it in Hull, and there was a woman at the back, and she was on crutches, and a number came up, and there was something on the table of destiny she wanted. She threw them crutches away, Stuart. <laughs> And she ran down. She did lose her benefits, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that coming? (laughs) That gag coming. But it is, honestly, I I like everybody, equal playing ground. Yeah. I'm not very keen on that. I mean, people can draw. I love drawing. Send them in, but there's no prize for it. No, there's no winners. Just the satisfaction of a job not done, of a job that you don't know whether it's been done well or not. But just (laughs) the satisfaction of drawing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That brings joy. I bet your kids, are they always doing drawings? Oh, yeah, my little boy, he loves loves, uh, drawing the characters from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, does he? He's a huge fan of the Kung Fu Panda. And I hope you don't go, well, that's not very good. Do it again. (laughs) That's what I mean. As kids, we go, it's lovely. I bet you've got too many pictures. I mean, all over your fridge. All you can do is, if they like doing a thing, tell them it's brilliant and encourage them. Exactly. Now, what age does that stop? I want to keep encouraging Paul. (laughs) Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? I, I did a, I when did, did a, it become a competition? I though? did a thing called Everyone's a Comedian. I did a show at Edinburgh yeah. two years ago where I crowdsourced jokes from mm. non-comedian members of the audience. You know, everyone's got a funny thought. Everyone, not necessarily, they're not going to get on stage it's and It's different, tell it. but we are They've got an idea funny. for a joke. They've got an observation. So I said, send them all in. I'll get a friend of mine to collate them, print them out on a big script, and then I'll walk on stage having never seen it before, and I'll perform oh, an hour great. of your that's, jokes. That's brilliant. It was so much fun. It tried and to turn it into a TV show, didn't work. Well, <laughs> well that's interesting. Now, that's very interesting, all this TV didn't stuff. Work it, yeah, exactly, if anybody's listening. But what's good, I bet you've had loads of good ideas for telly shows, and they say, no, 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 no. What's good about this stuff? And we talked about it on the Lost podcast. Oh, the fabled Lost podcast. What's the podcast? podcast? Was that all this podcasting and stuff is punk, and we can do our? We're not waiting for the BBC to yeah. say, "Come on, yeah. love, do that show with all them." We're our own gatekeepers. We Isn't are. It exciting? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. We're not waiting for permission, yeah, are we, have love? An idea, mm. and you just get out and do it. And it's punk. Like the thing about punk that I remember. I don't know much about punk, but it was like, "Here's three chords. Now form a band." That's and right. It's five. It's five corners. Form a, an yeah, internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And with podcasting, I literally recorded the first 150 episodes on a device that cost 60 or 70 quid. Right. And I used to read the blurbs. I used to re- like do the, the, you know, the talking to the audience mm, introductory mm. bits under my duvet in my bedroom because that's, the sound quality is great because there's no, there's no oh, corners. Lovely. Zero corners. Yes, in the duvet. So that's much, much <laughs> well, well, four corners actually in the duvet. <laughs> but go on. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it, you can do it. You can do it on your phone. If you've got any level of smartphone, mm. you can start, you can re- 
you can create your own podcast by the time we finish, you finish listening to this one. Do you know what I mean? Give yourself an hour. If you know what you're doing, and there's infinite, you know, a huge number of YouTube videos will tell you, with what's on your phone, you can create, record, edit, upload, and host your own podcast. Are you telling me I don't really need to come to this shed? Don't tell me this idiot. Don't tell me this idiot. You don't need this idiot with his nose. You are not a failure, Paul. Get over the last podcast. Stuart said he didn't, in the first one, he said he didn't do comedy that was uh, too offensive. <laughs> I'm yeah, feeling very agreed. No, no, yeah, leave, leave him alone. It doesn't count, you no. see. That's oh, the it <laughs> does. It does. He's a lovely lad. But I'm glad I'm with Paul because although I could do it under my duvet, there's something about coming out of the house, getting on the bus. And then coming somewhere to Paul's shed and things happen to you on the way. Life's for living. Don't you think life's for living, Let me be honest. I think I'm gently ribbing Paul. I know you are. Because he failed to keep her back up. And and we're keeping him in the doghouse. This is a minor section of the shed now. Keeping him in in the The doghouse bit. But But he is backing it up now. I've worked with Paul often and I feel I've earned the right to slag him off. (laughs) (laughs) It's my old old barber. Yeah, do you know what? I've been in a couple of double acts and I'm always the straight man. I'm always the one that gets slapped. There's a double act now. Well, we wouldn't go so far as to say that. But if anybody wants to book us, we are available for parties. <laughs> so anyway, he's doing the backup now, which is important. But have things gone wrong with your podcast? This is uh, this happens all the time. Uh, happens things to go us, wrong all the time. I yeah. always, I have multiple backups. I have uh, things. I have things where I have had episodes where you record an episode and then mm. someone gets in touch with you two days later and says, "I've changed my mind. I don't want you to put that out because they're worried. They're worried about what they've said. They're worried about oh. the yeah." And I I often say to my guests, "Look, if you if you accidentally slag someone off in the industry and yeah. you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that, I'll take it out." But this person just said, "You know what? I'm, it was early days of the podcast. Right. They're probably kicking themselves." Um, but uh, you know they just and I put a whole day into researching them and going and doing and editing it and you know sitting there doing the interview all the rest of it and then they and they changed their mind and I went oh, oh. all right then oh fine you know it's okay it's fine I don't you know they don't owe me anything I'm, it was nice to have a chat but um, yeah between the technical mistakes that sort of stuff emails in the middle of the night when you go oh your website's uh, safety certificate has gone down can you sort that out because I'm browsing and I think it's got my credit card details oh good so you know there's just all the when you are an entrepreneur as are we all there's just a million things that can go wrong admin there's too much admin all I do is admin it's awful love I know isn't it awful love more and piggy more of it and I in my household we have uh, different types of admin bagmin is oh, the admin that you do before or after travelling when you're putting things in and out of a bag. Oh, it's that's like I've got, good. I need 10 minutes before I leave the house for bagmin. Uh, we've also got uh, babmin, which is any admin to do with the baby. Aww. So I've got, like, this is the babmin bag where, you know, that's all baby admin. And uh, we're very boring people. <laughs> You're not boring, look. I lost faith in that anecdote. No, no, no it's it. not. Listen, Stuart, it's true, and that's what we're after, authenticity. We're all a bit <laughs> pigging boring sometimes. But admin makes us more boring. It's getting more and more. It's supposed to be live. It's supposed to be time-saving, isn't it, all this technology? But it takes all the time to do it. As I said before in the last podcast, it's all yin and yang. Fen and Shui start yeah, skiing up. Yeah, yeah. With it, like and I was talking on the last podcast about... Netflix and, and all the different choices. You think, well, that's smashing. But yeah. then you can't remember what the woman in the cake shop said to watch. So you're flicking through. And yeah. you said, yeah, yeah. It's just by like the time walking, you flick through. It's just like walking through Blockbuster Video, isn't it? Back when there was a Blockbuster Absolutely Video. You spend all love. your watching time <laughs> selecting something. So everything that comes along, every innovation that comes along and says, hey, this will make things easier. It does make part of it easier. And then you immediately, the problems expand 
to fill the space available, don't they? So it's just like money. As soon as you can afford something, as soon as you can afford 50 quid on a pair of trainers, suddenly trainers cost 70 quid. When did that happen? It, you know yeah, I know. It's all just... You can't you can't beat it, really, so you might as well just enjoy it, isn't it? And just pick and get on with ad, it. It's administrative inflation. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And it's, again, it's, we've, it's disco- we've, we've discovered something again, so any minute now we might get censored. Mm. Shall I save it? Yeah, be careful. They're trying to silence us. Every move you make... Every step you take, you, they're watching you, they're watching you. Do you, do you believe in the Illuminati? Pardon? Do you believe in the Illuminati? What, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Oh, okay. I get it, I get it. I'm tapping my nose here. What it. do you mean, love? Well, it's a, it's a sort of theory that there's a cabal of, uh, a what, of people running the... What's uh, a cabal, for oh, starters? Like a, you know, like a, a posh gang. Oh, right, okay. Like the that, Masons? That run everything, like the Masons. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. I used to clean from Masons, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> they're running everything. Did, yeah. Right, well... Listen, Paul, I'm, I'm not getting spooky in this shed. But that's never happened before. What happened, I'm taking you back to last podcast. What happened was, the moment it went, is when Stuart started talking about Google yeah. and saying, I might say something now that will affect everybody listening. And he also mentioned Alexis. Yeah. And at that point, and I said, why is she a woman? Why is she called a woman? Yeah. Why do women have to do all the work? And then I don't think this cabal liked it. Yeah. And everything we went off. The we questioned the authority. And they remotely shut down Windows 7. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. They built that in. Can I'm you obsessed. Stop about it now? I'm obsessed oh, with keep this. your eye on it. Keep your eye on that screen. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this thing. This is a half-remembered article that I've read in the last couple of weeks. It keeps coming up in conversation because I keep bringing it up because I'm obsessed with it. There was a, a person who was like a sort of tactician and they were called to do a sort of TEDx-type conference somewhere on a remote island. That's they, the talks, the TEDx. Yeah, 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 it's sort of yeah. Te- technology, entertainment and design. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they do that kind of thing. They're a speaker on the subject of tactics and strategic thinking football football no no no, right (laughs) and they got there to this to what they thought was going to be a talk at a conference right and it was them and eight billionaires in a shadowy room and the billionaires wanted to know okay if the world goes if the economy collapses or the environment collapses like yeah and i jet off to my bunker community that i've created on an island off new zealand or mars how or mars how do I make sure that my head of security doesn't overthrow me when money doesn't have any value anymore? Uh, so it's like elite billionaire level prepping for catastrophe. They're saying, thinking about it logically, I'm a billionaire, I've got loads of money, I've got infinite money and resources. What am I going to do if society breaks down, I've got a bunker and a security team, how do I pay them? How do I make sure they stay loyal and don't just overthrow me? And that's what this person, that's what they've been called there, paid a huge amount of money to give tactical advice to billionaires for the event of an apocalypse. Well, I, I believe that. Ah. I mean, we're just stockpiling for Brexit. I've got tins of soup. Are you stop? I'm thinking I've got about a little stockpiling. Bit, listen, you've got kids. Yeah. Honestly, I protein. think you'd be irresponsible. You need, you need tins of protein. Yeah. You need lots of chicken in the freezer, just yeah. in case. Not not because it's all going to fall apart long term, but there might be. In I mean, the, I remember when the when the snow was last this time yeah. last year, yeah. big snow. Suddenly, there's no eggs in the supermarket. We get through eggs in my household. All you know, right, so we yeah. all, we're all being egg fans. Yeah. And suddenly, there's no eggs. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. And I keep thinking. Do you know the smart thing to do would be to start 
prepping now because there'll be a run on, but it's that mentality that means there's a run on. There'll be a run on. It's an ethical issue. I know, exactly. It is. Yeah, that's right. Look, if you do it, everybody will do it. Going back to the snow, the big snow of last year, we had a salt shortage, you know, because people weren't expecting it. You know, put yep. your path. We're never expecting no, it. No, I Every know. Every time it happens, we go, oh, this again. Did no, you plan I know. For this time? Terrible yeah, salt shortage. Um, and my next door neighbour, Vera, her path was clean, Stuart. And I said, well, how come your path's so clean? She said, well, what I've done, because of the salt shortage, she said, where are you getting your salt? She said, I've used five Greg sausage rolls, Barbara. She, she, she'd crumbled them up and threw them down a, a path. She said the salt content, honestly, yes. rivals Saxa. That so that's that, that's we need it. that kind of creative. Of course, thinking. we do creative she thinking. She's pigging out. She's very MacGyver. She's <laughs> we're having it. It's a lovely lad, Stuart. Now you're going on tour, aren't you, Stuart? I am. Yes, uh, on uh, from the 22nd of February, I am touring because I've just had a, a very new baby. The tour no. is in two legs, and the first leg of it is uh, over the next couple of months. So I'm not doing the sort of tour where I'm like one night to another to another to another. I'm doing 13 or 14 dates all within two hours of my house <laughs> so I can get home. Oh, and then in, in autumn this year, I'm going to be doing a much bigger leg around the northwest and the rest of the country. Brilliant. You've done it to suit yourself. A bit like we're doing with this pod. We do... We're suiting ourselves. We're not dancing to anybody we, else's tune, but our stewards. We are so stewards. lucky to live know, in a, to have an industry, to live within a profession where we get to decide exactly how we want mm, to do it. And what do we do all the time? We do it like everyone else is doing it. And then every so often you stop and you think, I don't have to do it like this. I can just, I'm completely free. Our job, working as comedians, it's one of the most free jobs mm. ever. But there is still, there's the cop in the, the school teacher in the head that makes you go, what's everyone else doing? What should I be doing? I should be doing it like everyone else. And you have to constantly try and break out of that. And do I it know, way. love. Do your own thing. The travelling gets on my nerves. Because oh. I met you, didn't you, in Wales. And I, I don't, Brecon, yeah. It's good because we couldn't remember that in the last <laughs> This time I was thinking. He was great. straight I'm there managed, with the Brecon. He I'm was struggling. Was... Last ways. time, love, he was struggling. It was me that came in with Brecon. <laughs> it looks like I don't remember. Yeah, he sorry, Barbara. I, I think you'll remember. It was Brecon. <laughs> he was struggling, kids. I came in with that one. <laughs> and I was saying to Stuart about going to Brecon, you know, the travelling, because I've got a bus pass, I don't drive. And I felt a fool in Wales because she said, you do know you're in another country and I couldn't use it. It's Brexit, it's Brexit for you. No, I don't think it. I think it's just public transport. And I did meet him. I, we got on and I said, we come and do the podcast? Because he, he has all these... How many followers have we got, love? We haven't got an account for the podcast. But Bull oh. Media has about 15,000 followers. No, I thought you told me there's 10,000 people listening to oh, this. Oh, the downloads. Sorry, yeah, I, oh, I don't you know what you media. mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, down, it's a download different could, to a follower. Uh, yeah. yeah, that could be one follower downloading the show 10,000 times. Yeah. Well, it might be because it's this fellow who never leaves me alone. <laughs> Is that what it could be? I, I should never have talked to him in Bournemouth. I showed him some attention. <laughs> oh, I hope it. It's not that. If it is and you're listening, pack it in, pack it in. But we were talking about how quickly things can go viral. And I did mention mm. Gary Poundland and I would like yes. to bring it up from the last podcast. He's just ordinary lad. He lives in Wolverhampton. This is how I'm interested in how things can t- catch fire just on their own because people can smell that it's good, which is what they we're talking They can tell it's authentic, aren't they? That's they go, right. This is, and yeah. he's just a lad. He's got foxes in his garden. And he asked me to come and play his neighbour, Mrs Parker, because Mrs Parker's a bit shy, his neighbour. And we just did it, filmed it on his phone, just did it. I don't know whether he had a backup, so we were very piggy and lucky. So <laughs> we just did it and thought, oh, that's smashing. And then I went home and then he let me know we'd got, you know, 700,000 people had watched it in yeah. two days, Stuart. Yeah. It's crazy. Isn't it? So you've got all these people. Who, who 
do you feel responsible for him? I do a little bit, mm. actually. I do. Mm. I try to. Um, I try to make sure that the, uh, the 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 bits where the community meets the rest of the community, like the, the Facebook group or the. Uh, I've got a thing called the Insiders Club, which is like people who donate, they subscribe to the podcast. A VIP area? Like a VIP area. In return for a little bit of sweet chat. Okay. They uh, they get like a sort of enhanced experience. And I just try and police those environments and make sure that everyone behaves nicely. I know, that's very important. Oh, no, I think that's Um, very important. And uh, so... So that's important, but I do feel a, a big responsibility mm. because when you now now that fans and listeners and, and people who appreciate your work can get in touch and tell you their life story, and some of them have turned into friends. So people who've got in touch and said, um, "Oh, love what you do. Uh, if I can ever help out, let me know. I work in this sort of field." There's a couple of people who actually have become I'm friends with a hostage negotiator. Well, that could come in it handy. It could come in handy. <laughs> I got one phone call. It really? Go- yeah, that's it. That's yeah, belting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too friendly with this one fellow who's constantly Who's downloading me. Do you need me to right. sort him out? Do yeah, you need, is he downloading me. I hope he's not uploading me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hope that's not going on. <laughs> but this is it. Comedy is a community, isn't it? So where is it? it? You could, there's people love. looking out for you. So I'm sure you could you could talk to the Jeff Innocents and the, uh, oh, the Ricky nice Grovers lad. of the world nice and make sure lad. you're looked after. <laughs> now you're going to do your podcast live because what's happening, what's brilliant about podcasts yes. is you get a live audience and it's belting. Yes. And you're doing it in Birmingham, the town hall. When's that, love? Uh, 23rd of March, 1pm. Right. So it's lunchtime. Lunchtime is part of Podfest, which is one of the Birmingham podcast festivals. And uh, oh, it's in the in the, the town hall, huge venue, Lovely. loads of tickets to sell. I can't tell you who the guest is because it's a closely guarded mm-hmm. showbiz secret. Have you got anybody yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person? What kind of person are you looking for? I need Local. someone who is who it would make sense for it to be Midlands or Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to get Lenny Henry, but he can't do it. Oh, I spent right, a long okay. time trying to get Lenny Henry because he was such a huge inspiration to me. He's not really a comic anymore. Does you know? Oh, he's very interesting, brilliant, lovely brilliant actor, lad, hugely yeah. interesting man, amazingly creative. So you person. can't get Lenny. No. I can't get Lenny. I need a big. Birmingham celebrity right. Joe Lysett is obviously oh, yeah. associated with Birmingham he's been on the show already okay. this is it I've done so many shows yeah. I've had so many brilliant brilliant acts right. and I need someone who, okay. who can who can fill a big venue I don't think he's going to ask me do you <laughs> well do you know what didn't take what me. love Where, if Paul had better data on your <laughs> uh, on your listenership I just why do can it, you why shift a ticket tell what me, do you tell mean me, shift you, a do you, ticket do you talk I, how do you how do, what do you mean what is it all about how many people follow you and all that kind of why are they doing that actresses have been told now yeah. they won't get a job acting yeah. if they've not got a load of twitter followers what it, do you think of that Stu well, I'm not I'll sure about that love i tell you what I think of it from the point of view of an actor I can't stand that it's awful from the point of view of a producer you need people who are going to solve a problem for you. And at the end of the day, actors are ten a penny. If you've got an act, you've got a script. Stuart comedians are ten a penny as well. If you, if you as a producer, you've got a script, and any one of a hundred actors could do a great job. Of course, you're going to go for the one of the hundred. If you whittle it down to three and go, it's like, not the actors. Three, they're all brilliant. Well, I'm very annoyed about oh, this, Stuart. Stuart, <laughs> it's. It is not the actor's job to sell tickets. They're in a pig in play. When did we become... This happens to me. People go in, uh, can you retweet this? Can you do... You asked me to do this job. It's not my pig in responsibility. I'm telling you, Stuart, I feel strongly about it, particularly for actors. I, I totally see where you're coming from. Oh, it's but awful, I think this is the Stuart. price. This is the price we are all paying 
for all of the brilliant technology we've just been talking about. I know, yin and yang, fen and shui, start skin hutch. If you the ability to put a thing together and whack it out there, then we have democratised performance. Everyone can be an actor. Yes. Everyone can do a thing, which means that the modes by which we select the people that we are going to shine the spotlight on, they have to change. It's a constantly evolving I'm talking process. about I'm somebody having proved, a job in Macbeth, playing uh, one of the witches. Who cares how many followers one of the witches has got? The person who's got to sell the tickets. The person who's selling the tickets is selling Macbeth. It's not pantomime. That's what you... I, I can get it with panto, you know. Yeah. Was seen on... From Emmerdale. I think... I don't... I'm not... A, I don't approve. I know you but don't. I understand. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't approve, but I understand. Guys, it's going so well. <laughs> this, there's nothing wrong with what we're doing. I think it's very interesting because I don't. I think polarized viewpoints are yeah. very boring. I, th- I tell you well, what. Well, actually, I... that's what we do a bit. But I have listened to you, and I agree. I... You don't agree, but you understand. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I think that if you look at, for example, representation in comedy, right? Here, I'm. I'm doing my podcast. Agents I'm and stuff. And All right. Sorry. I, <laughs> no, I mean representation in terms of diversity. Right. It <laughs> oh. would be very, very easy. For everyone on the podcast to like, it would be very easy as a producer of a podcast. It'd be easy for me to just pick the comics I like. Now, if I did that, because most comics are white men, I would pick mostly white men. Right. I feel I have a duty to the world, to mm, comedy, mm. to to go out of my way to to make sure that the people I'm considering for the podcast are not just white men. Mm. I think we've got a duty to comedy lineups. If you find yourself on a bill that's just for white men, which you're unlikely to do, <laughs> because, no, because your presence I, would mean it yeah, won't. Yeah, it made the difference. But yeah. if we find ourselves on a bill that's just white men, we have to mention it to the promoter and say, look, just so you know, there are people no, out there. Okay. You've got to active. It's so easy as a, someone who produces or promotes a thing to go, oh, these people are in my mind. You have to look at why they're in your mind. They're in your mind because the system is inherently massively unfair and tilted in favour of white people, middle class people. Same, same with class, same with money. If you want to oh, go well, down I'm to, very interested in both those things. If you yeah. want to go down to London and, and become a stand up comedian where all the TV producers are, you have to be able to financially support yourself. Mm, or go you to Edinburgh, cost a bomb. Cost a bomb to go to Edinburgh before the free fringe. Yeah. Now that's yeah, changing. Yeah, that is a good thing. Um, but that prejudice is class, doesn't it? It, it means if, you, if you've got <coughs> rich parents who can support you yeah, and put you up in their awful. flat, of course you can go and work yeah, for free and take awful. all your risks in London in front of everyone. I'm going to cough. Gonna cough. <laughs> <coughs> Thanks. Jenny Murray coughs on, on Women's Hour Third. <laughs> all the cough are genuine. It's authentic. <laughs> no, Jenny Murray, I said, rather than genuine. Right, so... <laughs> So, I know what you mean. It's not a level playing ground. It's not a level playing kind of field. So I think we have a responsibility to make sure that we don't just receive and go, all oh, right, these are the people who are on telly. These are the people who are on the circuit. We have to go out there and go, who are the people we're not hearing from? And put them out there as well. But where does that figure with actors having followers on a Twitter? Because I think it's an analogous situation. It's a parallel situation whereby... Right you are trying to get the stuff to the biggest number of people. Oh, all right, okay. All and right. if you want to get the stuff to the biggest number of people, then you find yourself... You No, no, I'm, it, it's not totally parallel. What I'm saying is this part of it I totally see from your point of view because it's not just about getting it to the biggest number of people. If I've got a person who's a, another white bloke who's got 10,000 followers and I've got someone who is... 
uh, a lady who is from, who has some particular ethnicity or disability or something who has only a hundred followers, I should be booking them because it's not just about that. So the, the element, the point I'm trying to make is I do totally understand that part of it. Yeah, okay. I think it's also interesting, and you and I both know this. Say somebody's got loads and loads of followers, and actually some people pay for them. If you have a lot, there's a lot of Chinese names that they bought. It's true, love that is. Is that right? Mm. Yes, they, 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 they pay them. They pay for yeah. them. Uh, but oh, you and I know, I know. I know someone on the circuit who's done that. Yeah, yes. people yeah. do do it because they do. You know, people... it's showbiz, and you want to you want to make it look like you're successful. But what a load! Of, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's rubbish. It's, it's rubbish. a load of, of nonsense. It. But we do know that people got loads and loads of followers, and they might tweet something. You think, well, that's, boy, that's not so picking good what they've said. I'm not interested. Yeah. And then you see a random tweet by someone who's got 46 followers called, I don't know, Jane Bissell or something. And you think, <laughs> what Jane Bissell has said about this is much better yeah. Yeah. than the person with all the followers. You know what I'm talking about, don't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Let's go for quality, not quantity. Yeah, and I think I think one of the great things about the internet, one of the things, I said, there's this cost benefit of the way mm. everything, everything's democratised. One of the great things is if you keep consistently, if Jane Bissett keeps <laughs> cons- consistently being She'll excellent, break through. she will break through. Oh, if you look at Adam lovely. Hess, do you know Adam Hess? No, love. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's one of the funniest comedians. He doesn't have a huge social media following, but everything he does is funny and ingenious and brilliant, oh, and right. he puts loads of work oh, into right. it. And it might be a longer road. It would be, it'd be easier for him if he suddenly was doing big TV shows and, and picked up a profile like that. Um, it'd be easier for him if he started doing kind of more if he started tweeting more cynically and trying to sort of get involved with hashtags and trying to yeah. trying to do you know trying to do unoriginal tried and tested methods of That's picking up followers it. and he doesn't do that he just keeps being funny and he will continue to build That's as he right. is he's continuing to build a big big fan base Matt Ewins, he's the most authentic comedian it's I know. It's very important. It's a, sl- it's a slower, it. it's a slower path, it's isn't it? Love? Path but it's, it's more a, rewarding. It is, and I think, I think again, we're going back to that. The public can smell authenticity. Yeah. I think I'm a big fan of, or, you know, or the, the audiences and people. I think they, they know they know picking fools. So, and hopefully, a lot of your people who, who you've been podcasting to will come and watch your live shows. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant, yeah, that yeah, is, because yeah. you're building that big audience. It's slow. And they know it's you. a grindingly slow know, process. But, it's but they do, it does start to turn. And there are, there are just, like, I'm doing a very small scale tour. I'm doing 150 seaters. And I'm selling well, but no, I'm I'm know. not selling out. It's not like sold out, sold out, sold out. It's it's there. Some of them do sell out. There's a venue in Cambridge, the Junction. Oh, I know. It's a hundred seater, and for some reason, I just went there on a whim and I sold out. And I went there the next year and I sold out. And I went there the next year and I sold out. And people were asking for returns. And this year on the tour, we're moving up to the big room. And that is it's it's one venue we're doing that. We might be doing that in Bristol but it's as well. Interesting. Some places I'm right are like in that. It and I get it. And I know the names oh, of the staff. And I do you know what I mean. I can't oh, wait lovely. to get back there. And Brilliant. that's my version of it. And when are you doing it in Birmingham? So people go, now, I really like Stuart Goldsmith. When can I see him? I know you're doing that podcasting, which he's not going to ask me to do. Um, when are you doing your show? I've, he's looking at his watch, ladies and gentlemen. No, I can't get over it. He's always oh, right. He was looking at his I'm watch. Looking before. at my phone because I don't. I don't mean his watch because of what she's going on. But he's got dates on it. It's unbelievable <laughs> where he's got Stuart Goldsmith. Just to pause for a second. Yeah. Oh, all right um, then, love. He's having uh, a look through. But I can assure you, if you want to Google him, his hair is second to none. We're going to be... Uh, <laughs> Go on, We're going to be releasing the dates on the 28th of February. Brilliant. Because the Birmingham okay. leg is later in the year. 
um, before then, I'm doing Bromsgrove, well, which that, some of your Art listeners Tricks, will be there. The, the Art Tricks. Yeah. How do you? Is that how it's pronounced? Well, I would call it Art Tricks. Art Tricks, and I'm at the I'm at the Art Tricks. I can tell you on April the nineteenth. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. He's a lovely lad, and honestly, we did we did lose the first podcast, <laughs> which will right. be forever called the Lost Podcast. <laughs> so actually, in its honour, this has not been numero uno of series two. This has been numero duo for forever. Will the Lost Podcast be honoured? Right, thanks, say, Stuart. Love. Thanks so much. If, can I tell you where people can find the yes, podcast? Yes, give all that admin. Do the admin. So love. the show is my podcast is called The Comedian's Comedian. Yeah. And you can find it at comedianscomedian.com or on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. And if you want to find out about my stand-up tour and everything else I'm up to, you can go to comedianscomedian.com slash tour. Okay, he's a lovely, lovely lad. Thanks for having me. He's missed watching Spider-Man film. I did, I really wanted to. I'm a father of two. I know. And it all timed. I was going to leave here at 20 past 10. It's 11 minutes to get to the cinema. It's only on once today. I was going to finally see the Spider-Man film. This is it. He's a good lad because he's missed going to Spider-Man. He saw Paul's pallor. And he thought, we can't leave Paul this pallid. We must do it again. (laughs) All right, kids. Keep listening. Keep enjoying yourselves. All the best. Barbara Nice. Over and out.